Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Last week, uh, we discussed the highest ability of a being. Hope you listened to that one. If you didn't listen to that one, don't worry, you can listen to it after this one, but do make sure you listen to it. The highest ability of a being, which is the episode right before this one. Episode four of this, the third volume, our third year of delivering uh, business-wise. Episode four, the highest ability of a being, which uh, turns out to be part one of a special leadership series we decided to do after the success of the episode before that one, which was episode three, which is called The 12 Points of Giving an Order. So we delivered episode three, volume three, that was surprisingly popular. And then we realized we wanted to expand on that. And we did episode four of volume three, The Highest Ability of a Being, which covered the first half of the article I'm about to cover now. So I hope you can follow all that. But essentially, this has now turned into a three-part series on leadership and its relationship to orders, I guess you could say. So we are on an order and leadership kick. So today we're going to finish the article we started in the last episode, and that article is entitled Leadership by Mr. Hubbard, and we're going to cover exactly what it is that gives a group success. Now, I want you to contemplate that for a minute, because we have covered a lot of information in the last two years from Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, and there have been many things in the Hubbard management system, judging from the wins and feedback we get from the WISE members every week, that you have been applying uh, things that you've learned from this podcast and that they have given you success. But in today's episode, Mr. Hubbard is very specific. And I wonder if you can guess what he is about to spell out for you here. What is it that gives you success? So if you've got your guesses jotted down somewhere, uh, we're going to get back into this article. But before I do, I want to clear up a term. We did use this term in the last episode, but we didn't really define it. I'm going to define it for you today. And that is a term positive. P-O-S-I-T-I-V-E, positive. Now, positive is a very interesting word with quite an expansive concept. So let's go to Mr. Oxford here. And the first definition we have is consisting in or characterized by the presence or possession of features or qualities rather than their absence. So if it's positive, like you, if you get a positive result on a test, it means that there is present something that you're testing for. You know, you might be you have a positive test for a virus. Yes, you have that virus. You know, that would be a positive result. It's not very positive in terms of other definitions of the word positive, but it means that there's something there that was otherwise absent, right? So um, it can also be a statement. And when it's made of a statement or a decision, it's expressing or implying affirmation, agreement, or permission. The example they give here, the company received a positive response from investors. See here how positive has a positive or a sort of a constructive connotation. In fact, the next definition is constructive, optimistic, or confident. Well, isn't it interesting these three words go together in a definition? Constructive, optimistic, or confident. There needs to be a positive approach to youthful offenders. So positive also has this concept of being positive, of being constructive, of being 
optimistic, sort of on the plus side, if you will, of the ledger. But this definition is the one I want to emphasize with you here because this is the one that we're talking about when we're talking about it in the context of this article, which is with no possibility of doubt, clear and definite. In the example, they say here, he made a positive identification of a glossy ibis. An ibis is a bird. So a glossy ibis is a variety of ibis, and this is a positive. There's no question about it. I made a positive identification. That is a glossy ibis, right? No ifs or buts about it. Now, even when it's given in that context of a positive direction or a positive statement, you still, what remains is this element of constructivity, I guess you could say. You know, taken from these earlier definitions, there's a, there's a presence of something positive, something that's good. Not necessarily really in this definition. You could give a positive direction that would be very negative in terms of its impact on people. Like, you know, fire that gun, you know, uh, drop that bomb. That could be said in a very positive manner. It's not necessarily a very positive action, but I'm just showing you the full concept of the word, I guess you could say. So now let's take a look at the derivation. Late Middle English from Old French positif, uh, from Latin positivus, from Posit, placed, posit, placed from the verb ponere. So the original sense for this referred to uh, laws as being formally laid down, which gave rise to the sense explicitly laid down and admitting no question, hence certain. So that's your derivation. It's positive. There's no question about it. It is certain. Okay? So I want you to bear that in mind now because... uh, I'm going to read you now. We're going to pick up the article from the last sentence we covered in the last episode. I'm going to repeat that sentence, which is as follows. Positive, enforced orders given with no misemotion and toward visible accomplishment are the need, emphasized by Mr. Hubbard, are the need of a group if it is to prosper and expand. That's one of those quotes you could stick on a wall somewhere or in reverse on the inside of your forehead so that you always have it handy. Positive enforced orders given with no misemotion. Remember, misemotion is emotion that's not necessarily appropriate. Somebody tells you you win the lottery, you start crying. From sadness, that wouldn't necessarily be appropriate. You know, you hear about the death of a loved one, the person starts laughing hysterically. That would be misemotion. You know, a person blows up at his child for dropping a spoon. You know, that would be misemotion. It's not really appropriate for the circumstances, okay? So, positive, enforced orders given with no misemotion and toward visible accomplishment are the need of a group if it is to prosper and expand. So then he goes on now, and we're going to now carry on from where we left off. Last week, he continues to say this. The group is full of, quote, good fellows, end quote. This does not give it success. The group is full of plans. These do not give it success. So he's giving you two things here. You can have the most beautiful plans in the world, like, oh, my God, look at that. What a great idea. What a great plan. 
and everybody's such a good bunch around here. We're all such a bunch of good fellows. We're surely going to succeed. Mm, not necessarily, right? Because then he tells you what it takes to succeed. What it needs, he's talking about a group, what it needs are positive orders leading to a known accomplishment. Many obstacles can exist to that accomplishment. Ain't that the truth? Many obstacles can exist to that accomplishment, but the group will function. We call it, quote, leadership and other nebulous things. This ability to handle a group, make it prosper and expand. All leadership is, in the final analysis, is giving the orders to implement the program and seeing that they are followed. You got a plan. You got a program. That's awesome. Everybody's wonderful. That's awesome. Is it getting done? Not necessarily, unless you have leadership there. And what is the leader doing? Giving orders to implement the program. Programs are written to implement plans. We can cover that more in a future episode. But you have basically a descent from plans, which can be quite generalized, to programs which are far more specific. But to get that program done, you need orders. And not only do you need orders, they need to be positive and they need to be enforced. Okay? Otherwise, there's no leadership there. And the plan will not become a reality because you're missing those vital steps. It's got to be programmed and it's got to be implemented. And it's implemented through uh, issuing positive orders that there's no question about. They're not uncertain. They're not impositive. You might want to look at the word impositive, which is uncertain and vague. You know, they're not going to work. Those orders, if they're vague orders, they're impositive orders, if they're not given with certainty, and without uh, any question that they're going to be executed, and then they're enforced, then that program won't get done. And if that program doesn't get done, then the plan is not going to get done. And you have to ask yourself when you're in a group like that, where's the leadership? There's no leader. It's everybody sort of just kind of pushing along. Now, can the group operate that way? Sure, I've seen lots of groups operate that way. Are they expanding? The answer is no. Are they achieving their goals? The answer is no. Are they making the dreams and plans an actuality or reality? The answer is no. And the reason is because there's an absence of leadership. There is not that positive direction. And he says this is the need of a group. So he goes on, he says, um, all leadership is in the final analysis is giving the orders to implement the program and seeing that they are followed. One can build this up higher by obtaining general agreement on the how why and what of programs. But to maintain it, there have to be orders and directives and acceptance or enforcement thereof. Else, the group will fall apart sooner or later. Is it a good idea to explain your orders? Of course it is. Is it a good idea to give them the whys and the wherefores? Of course it is. But if you give people the whys and the wherefores of orders and expect that that now it means that they're going to get done, you're kidding yourself. You're uh, whistling by the graveyard, as uh, the expression goes, because they're not necessarily going to implement it simply because they understand it. I have some great reality on this because with the work that we do from YZ Stress, obviously we're working with volunteer chapters and associations of WISE members. And, you know, um, they're not on my payroll. I don't really issue them orders. Uh, probably should be a little more 
positive about it, but it's like, okay, here's all this beautiful direction. Here's all these ideas. Here's all these plans. And they do move forward because I have a great, great membership and a great bunch of beings involved with it. But uh, does it expand as it would if there were positive orders enforced? Yeah. But the problem is that, you know, these are volunteer organizations and maybe I need to revisit my own application of this knowledge myself because volunteer organizations don't necessarily, you know, a group of entrepreneurs aren't necessarily looking to the wise office for a bunch of orders. Thankfully, these are mostly very self-motivated people. So we are making rapid and dynamic progress with our membership, but it's still, it's a true observation that there's not uh, it's not a command sort of a line, and consequently, things aren't getting executed as quickly or as thoroughly as they might, and uh, and our expansion would probably be even more successful if it were. Anyways, just a thought. I don't want anybody to start worrying that we're going to start issuing orders from Wise because we're not, because we're, we're not, we don't have that channel. But I'm only saying it's an illustration of how important it is if you are, you know, if you've got a group and they're in your employee and they've all agreed that they're working for you and they're going to get this job done and they're going to get these goals attained, you need these. You need orders. They need to be positive and they need to be enforced. Okay. But he says one can build uh, this up higher by obtaining general agreement on the how, why, and what of programs. Don't be weird about these things. I was going to use another word. But anyway, don't be. Um, a so-and-so, shall we say, and not bother to give people the explanations. They're not always required, uh, particularly in urgent situations where things have to happen quickly. But, you know, if you're a good leader, you're also going to, this whole thing will be enhanced by giving people understanding, not just a bunch of robots doing your orders, right? Attack. So just to repeat, one can build this up higher by obtaining general agreement on the how, why, and what of programs, but to maintain it, there have to be orders and directives and acceptance or enforcement thereof, else the group will fall apart sooner or later. Positive orders and directions on positive programs inevitably cause expansion. Being wise or a good fellow or being light does not accomplish the expansion. People in the group may be cheerful, but are they going anywhere as a group? So the whole thing boils down to positive directions and their acceptance or enforcement on known programs bring about prosperity and expansion. Now you're starting to see that now. How you can have a great group, everybody gets along, nobody gives anybody any orders around here, we're all just kind of moving along. Yeah, but what is the potential of its success? If you're shooting for the stars, then you need to understand that this is a need of the group to advance into that area of success. Okay. So he says, um, no or weak orders bring about stagnation and collapse. The ideal is to have programs with which the whole group or a majority agrees fully. Then to forward these with positive orders and obtain compliance by acceptance or enforcement. You don't have to enforce it if people are just complying. They can just send in the compliance. We got this done. Great. Accept it. You know, sometimes you have to enforce it. You don't always have to enforce an order. Just give good positive orders and accept the compliance or if need be, enforce it. Okay. But that, and the ideal is that everybody loves the program. 
or at least they're cool with it and they're in agreement with it, right? But then he goes back to say this, listen to this, but regardless of the enthusiasm for a program, it will eventually fail if there is no person or governing body there to issue and enforce orders to carry on the program. You get this now? The plan, the program, the agreement, the understanding, those things by themselves will not assure your success. What assures the success is the execution of those things through using positive orders and acceptance and enforcement thereof. So he says, thus we have the indicators of a very bad executive whose group will disintegrate and fail, no matter how cheerful they are with the executive. Have you ever seen this? Bunch of staff that are all cheerful, but the place is going nowhere or it actually falls apart. And Mr. Hubbard goes on to describe it this way. He says, bad leaders. One, issue no or weak orders. Two, do not obtain or enforce compliance. Bad leadership isn't, quote, grouchy, end quote, or, quote, sadistic, end quote, or the many other things man advertises it to be. It is simply a leadership that gives no or weak orders and does not enforce compliance. Good leadership, one, works on not unpopular programs. I don't know how easy it would be to make this all work if your programs are really unpopular. I don't think all the positive orders and enforcement would work, okay? They have, he says, Mr. Hubbard qualifies it. He says, works on not unpopular programs. Two, issues positive orders. And three, obtains or enforces compliance. These facts are as true of a governing body as they are of an individual. And then he gives an example here. He says, a typical example of a bad governing body at the present stage of its formation, at least, is the United Nations. It has great ideas about how better man should be, perhaps, but one, it issues a confused babble of orders when it issues any and two, it issues orders for which it can obtain little or no compliance. Note that it is also insolvent, at war within itself, and that it has not made a dent in its prime program, the prevention of war. Ain't that the truth? Right? So there's your United Nations, huge organization, top, extremely able individuals all connected with it, the the finest of every country being represented, and they can't get anything done. They're, they're not making progress towards their, its prime objective, the prevention of war. He goes on to say, however these things came about, they are nevertheless true. It is a very poor governing body, he's talking about the United Nations, and far more likely to vanish than expand. You can count completely on the fact that an executive or a governing body that does not adhere to not unpopular programs that does not issue positive orders and does not obtain or enforce compliance will have down statistics. And you can be sure that an executive or governing body that formulates or adheres to not unpopular programs that issues positive orders and that obtains or vigorously enforces compliance will have up statistics. Wisdom, this is Mr. Hubbard, Wisdom, popularity, these unfortunately have little or nothing to do with it. The way to have up statistics, a prosperous and happy group, is far more simple than complex man has ever realized. L. Ron Hubbard. Pretty simple, isn't it? You have not unpopular programs. You're very definite and positive in your orders. You're issuing positive orders. No one has any question of uh, 
where you're at or what's expected or what's demanded, and then you accept the compliance or enforce to obtain that compliance. And then you will step by step through this very, very simple mechanic, if you will, of we have a program, we have a plan, we have a program, and we're going to get this program done because I'm going to issue these positive orders and you're going to get them done. And there you go. Look at that. We're making progress. We're advancing towards our ideal. We're advancing. And of course, the program isn't unpopular. Most everybody's kind of down with it, some more than others, but it's not unpopular. We can all kind of see where we're going. And when I have a few minutes or when we have a few minutes, uh, you know, we sort of explain what we're doing and why we're doing it this way. Everybody goes, oh, I get it. That's why we're getting these orders. But we were doing them anyway. Why? Because the boss said we had to get them done. And he's pretty positive about these things. And he issues them in no uncertain terms. And we understand exactly what he needs and he wants or she needs and wants. And so we go ahead and get it done because we know exactly what is needed because they're positive. And we actually enjoy getting them done because that's why we work here because we like, you know, what the group stands for. We like the boss. And so, and the programs are, we kind of dig those. They're not unpopular. We get these orders, we go ahead and do them because we're all kind of in agreement with it. And of course, the more agreement you get, the easier they are to uh, issue and enforce and get compliance on. You know, don't fail to keep your group in the loop. But it's not keeping them in the loop that makes them successful. It's issuing them positive orders on not unpopular programs and making sure that those orders are complied to. They are enforced and uh, compliance is obtained. And with that, you have success. All right. Well, uh, that's it for today. That wraps up this third installment in this three-part series. Actually, didn't start out being a three-part series. What we would recommend is that you now re-listen to the 12, actually 13, points of giving an order. You, If you've listened to it already, you probably already have, but listen to it again now in light of the last two episodes, and uh, you'll see it has even greater value than you maybe even perceived at the, than you even thought when you first listened to it. So uh, our suggestion is re-listen to uh, the episode 12 Points Giving an Order. And um, there you go. You're off and running. Have fun with your uh, expansion through your very effective leadership by being able to give positive orders on not unpopular programs and getting them done. Okay? All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, We'll talk again next week on a brand new topic or subject. Thank you for listening. By the way, do please leave your comments and uh, likes. We do, uh, we read them. We don't always answer the comments. We always answer your emails. We don't always get around to the comments, I noticed. I'm going to try and catch up on that, but please do leave your comments. We do enjoy reading them. They're very heartening for us. It keeps us going, so don't hesitate to uh, leave a word or two on how what you're getting out of this um, series. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Thank you for listening.